Hello and a big welcome to all of you out there who are listening and see this podcast today. Uh, we have a special guest from Pennsylvania. Welcome to you, Lulanda Logan. So nice to see you. Same here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we were just talking a little about you when we started here, but uh, please, please tell us about how you started with horses, how you get into all this that you are in today. Absolutely. So I am Blue Moon Equestrian in Pennsylvania, in the United States. Um, second generation. My father started this about 50 plus years ago um, in Hilltown, Pennsylvania. So we've expanded. Um, he started with his father. Uh, so my both my grandparents immigrated from Italy and got into horses at that point and originally started with quarter horses. So he would breed and train quarter horses. He showed all over the East Coast. He won the world show in 1989. And as a little girl, he took me all over the shows with him. I got to experience all that. And then I started my apprenticeship at 14 years old with my trainer. So she had me start with the toddlers. And I think that's where my love of it started. I specialize in extremely young, um, getting the foundation started. I teach uh, two and a half to, I think my oldest, is, she'll kill me, but I'll probably say she's probably around 65. I won't tell her her name though, so she won't be upset. Um, and so I started my apprenticeship and I started with the training of the horses. And then eventually, then I traveled all over different counties, tra uh, training and teaching. And then eventually he left the quarter horse world and started uh, with breeding and rehabbing thoroughbreds. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I, I had two children. She's, my oldest would be 15 and my youngest is nine. So I started doing teaching part-time and I had to get a corporate job to take care of my kids. And then five years ago, my corporate job went overseas and it was the perfect time to start anew. Uh, my father is aging, he's getting older, he's getting a little time more tired. Mm -hmm. And so I stepped in and took full-time ownership of the barn and doing my lessons. And it's grown since then, I have over 70 students we have a veterans program. We do therapy with the veterans. We do a festival every year that's free to the community and it's just to help the local businesses. So the artists, the crafters, the brick and mortar businesses, they come here and show what they have to offer and sell their goods. And they always sell. We do the lessons. We teach Western dressage, dressage, Western pleasure, hunters, jumpers, gymkhana, and even car driving. We teach what we call a foundation. So it's from the ground up. So your horse will never be tacked up for you, never be able to you. We want these children to learn how to do all that on their own. We're supervised, of course, but we want them to really become horse-wise, how to do everything, how to get independence, how to feel competent and confident. That is our goal. And we have an educational competition team where it's like Horse Jeopardy Bowl, we do our own horse shows here where we're sponsored by Chewy and Carrots and other organizations and businesses to help us put on the shows. And then we also travel to about four or five outside school and shows here. 
So wow. there's always something going on. There's always something going on. And what then, are you doing in your free time? <laughs> nothing. And then we also, like, I still have my father. He does, he still continues to do the rehab and we still deliver the foals. So we're, we're already prepping, getting the cameras ready because we put cameras on the mares and getting ready for that to start in April and March. And then we always have um, the rehabbers come in. So we do lasers. Um, I don't know if you have something called the Beamer Blanket. Yeah. Yes. So we love the Beamer Blanket here. It's very yeah. popular. Um, we, we do the massage. We have several different vets that come in. And so we have that. And it's really great because we're big advocates for the barn. We call them barn rats here. So we, growing up, we was always kids in the barn, always. They'd be dropped off in the morning, they get picked up at night. And unfortunately, a lot of barns here don't want that anymore. Wow. They want the kid in their lesson as soon as they get off, put the horse away and get out. And for us, it's, I don't want that. I want the kids to build those memories. I, 25 years later, 30 years later, I still see a lot of the barn rats just came to our festival. We just had last um, week, all the originals. So 25, 30, 35 years ago, we still see them. We still communicate them. We're still in a relationship with them. Those are the best friendships you will ever have in your life. Mm-hmm. And they support us. And that's what I want these kids to have. And they want to be taught. The most crazy, wildest, defiant child, if you put them, get them a job, challenge them that's what they want they may act like they don't want that, but once they feel like oh i'm getting this independence oh they trust me enough to do this job oh that gives them a little fire a lot of these people like to complain that the kids don't have any drive or they're too defiant or because you got to be a little hard on them you got to give them a test you got to challenge them they haven't been challenged they've been coddled mm-hmm. and when you do that it's like that light bulb goes off in them and then they're an entirely different child so if you have to spend 30, 45 minutes, an hour teaching them how to do a job, even though it may not be perfect the first time, they, they're thriving for that responsibility. They want to have something of their own and have a goal. And, and half the time they're defiant is because there's so much garbage going on at school mm-hmm. that when I was a kid, you left school, it was left at school. You got away from it. Mm-hmm. Here, they can't get away from it. There's computers and cell phones and snapchats and tiktoks and they're always harassed and i think that's where the angst that's where the defiant comes from because they don't know how to say hey i'm hurting hey i'm bullied hey i'm i'm not thriving and so that's what this place is i want the kids when there's no school half days week just come hang out do chores and the the rule is you don't need to be friends with everybody but you need to be respectful Mm -hmm. and that's I really want to, you do not have to be friends with everybody, but respect is respect. I don't care where you come from, what you believe in, who you are, but you respect everybody. Mm-hmm. And the kids are really, they're great with each other. And, you know, seeing them together at any event, we do um, monthly movie nights. We put a big projector out on the barn and all the families get together and just seeing all the kids just running around and all the parents get along and, bring they all bring a dish like a potluck and it's just that community that um family that's really getting lost that's what we're trying to build here mm-hmm. that's our goal. i love it so. yeah it sounds great sounds really great like one big family mm-hmm. and like i said i'm very blessed that this is my father's farm my husband works very hard so 
we try to keep our prices as low as we can because we want to give the opportunity for these kids to get in the saddle. And we're currently working on a scholarship program where um, we want to give a scholarship to somebody in the community who cannot afford the lessons to be able to be on the scholarship program and start getting involved. So we're currently working on uh, building that up. So the children will write an essay, has to be from the kids. If I see an adult handwriting, it has to be from the children. And I wanna find out why do they wanna get involved? Why do they want horses? What would that do for them? And then we'll pick a winner and uh, try to do a yearly scholarship for that. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's and then why I said, like we talked about earlier, trying to survive the 16 different uh, weathers we get in Pennsylvania. That's yeah. the hardest. Tell us, tell us about it. <laughs> so I think uh, in June we had six hailstorms, so bad that it literally left mounds of little hail pebbles everywhere and penetrated the metal roof. Uh, last month or the month before, we got hit touched down with a tornado, took out an entire fence line and the neighbors' houses. Their siding was in the field. Um, you either get extreme heat or extreme flooding, and now we're in cold. Which will be funny because right now it's freezing and then probably around three o'clock we're going to be in t-shirts. So it's constantly monitoring colic signs and food and we're dealing with a hay shortage here. Um, a lot of hay got destroyed because of the weather. So um, a lot of people are going to different states or trying to find hay and we're just squirreling it away like the ant and the grasshopper right now because the hay shortage has been really bad. Um, the wow. cost here has been really bad. Um, grain is up to like $35 for a bag of grain. And when we wow. have 40, 50 horses here, you know, it adds up. But And it's just me and my dad here trying to find them, um, which I'm very blessed for the barn workers. But the daily Monday through Friday during the day, it's just me and him. And like I said, he is aging and uh, slowing down. So it's... um. It hits, but I love what I do. I wouldn't change it for anything. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather go to bed tired and exhausted doing what I love to do and seeing the changes in the kids and the adults and everything than just clocking in, showing up because I have to and leaving when I have to leave. Like I love what I do. My kids are involved and it just, yeah makes it worth it all the it makes the tiredness worth it all so sounds great but but not about the the food what what are you doing with hay though then uh well we have so because we do rehab we have several different types of hay so there's several different types of alfalfa orchard grass timothy um so we have it all separated and we're just constantly whenever the farmer has it because we have a huge hayloft which we're very lucky to have. So we just constantly okay. just, every time we find it, load up the hayloft, hay, load yeah. up the hayloft. But yeah, the, the weather really, it took its toll on the hay farmers this year. So mm -hmm. a lot of people started hobby barns and they're buying the wrong hay when you have goats, they don't need the same type of hay that the horses need. So leave the horse hay alone. <laughs> so that, but hopefully next year will be better and won't be as struggling. But yeah, the, mm -hmm. the hay has been, difficult for a lot of farmers in this area a lot yeah. of the hay farmers got hit hard and a lot of it had to be thrown away it wasn't even good enough to give to the cows it was just with the humidity no. and the 
heat and then the wet, it just destroyed it. Mm. So, yeah, it's devastating. It's it's yeah. the same. I think it, it was in, in Sweden. They also had a very rainy summer, and mm. yeah, then then the prices going up and up, and it's difficult to 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 get food. Yeah. Here in Hungary, we are fortunate. We have a very, very good harvest this year. I know so, you're saying a lot of good things about Hungary weather. It's looking, it's looking, <laughs> looking good. Ready to ship all the horses over there. Yes, over there. <laughs> sounds <laughs> like that. <laughs> that would be nice. But it's not every year because we have also years when it's very dry here and uh, and we don't get that much hay. But this year it had been good. That's good. And the grain's yeah. been okay for you? Yes, yes. But how is it you are talking about all this bad weather? Is it there like that always? Or it's uh, just Yeah, Pennsylvania is kind of known for that. Mm. We're really known, especially East Coast Pennsylvania, we're known as like the fickle, the fickle brain weather area. Because wow. like I said, we could go from, we're in full overalls jackets and by like 12 o'clock we're in t-shirts the next day it's hurricane rain the next day it's never it seems like pennsylvania weather is never consistent you never know what to prepare for wow so you always have your umbrella you always have your t-shirt you always have your sunblock <laughs> you always have your sweatshirt and your hat and your muck boots and you always have them with you at all times because you never know what the day is going to turn into wow okay keeps you on your toes so. yes how is it uh, with the with the horses then in in the yard uh is it very muddy and so when it uh, when you uh, well we got hit with a lot of the rain from the hurricanes that were come from the south so when hurricanes are happening in the south we get the rain and so we had buckets and buckets of rain so it was getting muddy and then because we have rehabbers we can't turn them out in the mud because, you know, mm. one long step. So we do have an indoor that we rotate the horses into so that they can stretch their legs. We can stall, the, the stalls get cleaned several times a day then when they have to do that, we'll just keep them on rotation. But okay. because then it gets very hot and windy, it dries up pretty fast. Yes. Okay. And we do um, a lot of grit. So we bring a lot the tractor comes and we keep the grit here and we just spread it through and put it in front of the gates and inside a little bit so it controls the mud mm. so the horses will walk through and okay. it's good for the race horses they have to learn how to run in the mud so yeah. get through but <laughs> the babies love it yeah yeah but when you have it always it's not so good for for their legs yeah, uh, yeah so there's a lot of hosing it's a lot of um indoor turnout if we need to or rotation of the fields like we'll shut some fields down and um move them to another field we are 40 acres of preserved land so we're agriculture preserved so you can't develop around us and everything like that um and so we have several the way my father built this he has several paddocks and fields and everything so we'll shut a lot of stuff down and rotate around so that the horses have a good field to go into mm -hmm. Well, what happened with you? You told that um, you have uh, uh, thoroughbreds uh, coming in. Do mm -hmm. you do you ride them and sell them later, or you keep them, or what happened with them? So my father is an owner as well. So we, but we do rehab. 
We will yeah. rehab and fall out the babies. Um, if we, and because we're with them from the time they're here to the time they're ready to leave, we do advocate for them and we go, all right, this horse does not want to be here. It wants to run. It doesn't, it has the heart. It want to continue to run, let it run. We have a lot of thoroughbreds that come in here just to like reset and they're absolutely okay. miserable. They want to constantly be running. And then there's others where we're like, hey, let this horse be done. Let them, let us find, we'll offer to find a home to put them in and continue rehab and then put them home. Sometimes that bites us in the butt because then we're footing that pill. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. We want these horses to have a better life. My dad, often, he, he will always retire his horses prior to that. He likes his horses having a second life. He doesn't. Mm -hmm like to run his horses down he will not do that he will do what's best mentally and physically for the horse so i mean i grew up oftentimes my horse his horses had the best vet care the best food and we were living on off of spaghetti for a week because mm. that's the life <laughs> yeah horses work for you they take care of you you got to take care of them and yeah so he'll always he'll he wants them to have a good life after, whether that be jumpers or hunters or just like wherever we feel these horses. I mean, heck, we have some thoroughbreds that do a beautiful lope. And so we're like, put them out in the Western world. But um, we'll always try to advocate for these horses and get them to retire so that they have a second chance. And um, we work with a lot of organizations too. And my personal lesson horses were either given to the program or rescued as well, including the goats and the donkeys and everything. Really you have that as well. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the kids talk me into a lot, but um, like we had a lot of like minis and goats and ponies and donkeys that were rescued, and they're Ooh. great for the program. They all have a job. They all love what they do. Um, we have a lot of kids with anxiety, and my little Jiminy, my my standard donkey. Um, the kids know they just go in there and they can hold on to his head and just cry for forty five minutes, and he'll stand oh. there. He'll let you just. And even if you can't cry, he'll get it out of you. Something about the sweetness of this donkey, he will just let you hold him and you'll pet him. And all of a sudden you just, whatever you held back, it just comes out. And he was from, um, a lot of people like to get donkeys and ponies as little lawn ornaments and don't realize you can't let them eat and eat and eat and eat meat. You have to really monitor what they eat. So he came from a cave. He was, he has all these like just, we call them fat tumors. Um, and they're all over his neck, all over his body. He'll always have them. He lost a lot of weight, but he came from that case. And then we call him his, her, his wife because at summer camp, they did get married. He wore a tuxedo. The pony wore a wedding dress. They got married. She came from the <laughs> same case. She was 130 pounds overweight. And she's just a hair shy of being a mini. 130 pounds overweight. They had a glue horseshoes in her on her because she couldn't handle nails on the horseshoe because she was so severely overweight. So she was rescued and they reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to take her. And I said, of course, and she's absolutely wonderful. So I would say these rescue horses, they know they've been rescued and they love their job. And, you know, they're the absolute most wonderful. Um, I call them my business partners, the most wonderful business partners I could ever ask mm -hmm. for. They take care of my kids. They make my kids work. They don't do the job for them, but they take care of them until the kids can figure out what they're asking them to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very extremely grateful for that. That's great. And you yeah. were talking about veterans uh, as well. Mm -hmm. 
So we work with um, a local organization called Battleborn. It's ran by Chris Yarnell. He's an absolutely wonderful gentleman. He's a veteran himself. And he started this organization to be like a peer-to-peer -peer veteran uh, organization. There's a lot of organizations around here that are for veterans. Um, so if you're a homeless veteran, once you find, find a home, you're no longer in that program. If you're a veteran struggling with addiction, once you're out of addiction, you have the program. Battleborn is a peer-to-peer, -peer, meaning it's always there for you. If you need help with some bills, they find a way to help you with that. If you need help, like it's just a constant peer group. You're never out of it. You're in it when you want to be in it. And it's for the camaraderie and to talk and to do therapy. And they come here during the warmer months, um, usually like March through September, because um, the winter could be a little too hard for them physically. Um, and they come and they bring their families with them, their children, their spouses, their partners, and they kind of bond with the horse. They groom. They we put them on, put them on, and walk them around, and really get them involved. Um, we're currently trying to work on getting a larger indoor for all the kids and the veterans, so we have more room. Our indoor is very small. Um, one horse I have in particular really bonds with the veterans is my my personal horse, Avery. He's a one-eyed half-linger who lost his eyeball. And that's how I got him. Um, they didn't, because he lost his eyeball, they wanted to rehome him. So I, I was like, I'll take him. One eye doesn't bother me. Um, and when the veterans come and they see that he he lost an eye, and that's how I got him, because they didn't want him anymore, he lost his eye. They really connect with that, because that's what happens to a lot of veterans around here. We take and take and take and take from the veterans here, and then we just throw them away. Mm -hmm. The health care they get is absolutely horrendous. The care and respect they get here is absolutely horrendous. And so they really seem to connect with like Avery and my rescues here because they see that something happened to them and they, after they're done their job, something happens and they're just thrown away. And they really connect with that. and. I think it helps them a lot recover, like recover emotionally, physically, mm -hmm. mentally, everything. So a big connection. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> How do you get the time to sit here with me today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, because my 10 o'clock <laughs> lesson had to come yesterday, so it worked out perfect. Because yeah, we um we have a good mix of homeschool kids, cyber kids, and traditional school kids. So we're usually running 10 to like tonight. My last lesson is nine ends at 9:30 at night. So we I used to teach seven days a week. I was able to get them into six. So I teach six days a week. And then we do the birthday parties and the events and stuff, but a lot of planning, a lot of organization. And I realize as you get older, help is okay. Help is okay. If you ask for help, it helps. And that's why I love yeah. the barn rat. You know, it's a struggle when they first learn how to do the job, but it helps. Mm -hmm. Like I always say the saddest time of my life is that first week when everyone goes back to school. It's so quiet mm -hmm. because you have all summer. It's crazy. It's loud. Yeah. It's kids are running everywhere. And that first week of quiet is the most saddest week ever hmm. because you miss that. You miss the kids. You miss the laughter. You miss the ridiculous things they come up with. And you miss that. 
And so, you know, asking for help, even my adult students, I, when they ask for help, it's more for them than for me. Like a lot of these adults are going through it too. And when they say, can I sweep? Or They're not in your way. Let them sweep. Because when them asking you to sweep or them dumping buckets, it's more for them mm-hmm. at the end of the day. They need just to just be by themselves and just do something yeah. and be in this calm Clear their brain. The yeah. yeah. The horses naturally give you this peace. Yeah. And so it's like, and I never understood that why all the barns are pushing away from that. It, not only does it help you, these people need this quietness. They need that, that just medial, just let me just dump a bucket. Let me just sweep, but just let me breathe in the hay. Let me breathe in the calm, the tranquility and everything. Let me breathe that in. And they just, they need that as well. So, you know, I'm very lucky. And, you know, as I said, like when you get older, you get more humble, you take the help. You can't just do it all. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Now, like, find a stall cleaner Monday through Friday. That would be great. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, we struggle with that. But, yeah. you know, I, to, I take the help where I can get it. And I, I'm so grateful for my amazing. The students are absolutely incredible. The veterans, um, the parents. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better group. You know, I mean, they're absolutely yeah. the most wonderful human beings. And and as you said, it's all about be organized, so so they can help in the in the right places. Yeah, hmm. you gotta write everything down, and you get the same thing with ask this same respect. I, I was getting a lot, and I have one parent who's very 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 techy, and so she helps a lot with like the spreadsheets for the shows and everything. And you know, I have another mom that keeps everyone in line go because we do our own horse shows here. She got kept the ball rolling, kept everything smooth. That took a big thing off my plate. And, you know, just knowing how to organize and knowing that you can't do everything. If if somebody doesn't say, can I help? They're not doing it to be played. They will offer help. Take it. Don't, don't feel like you need everything because every time I see on Facebook, all these like on the instructor pages and everything is, I've only, I've been doing this for three years. I'm burned out. I want to close down. I've been doing this for two years. I'm burnt. It's because you have to be, you cannot have an ego. You have to be humble. Mm-hmm. Ask for help. Ask, can, hey, I, like, I have one parent who's very good at, um, like, cricket. It's like, um, like, t-shirts, logo, like, posters, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. So if I don't have time to do so, I, because I, she's always offered. Mm-hmm. So as I say, if you're an offer, I'm going to take it. And she helps a lot. Um, but you got you got to be able to, yeah, to uh, if somebody's offering to help, take the help. Mm-hmm. And the other thing with ego is you cannot take 6,000 students. I cannot take every single student in this county. And I don't know where to hear from, but here, you know, the horse world, a lot of ego, a lot of bad talk, a lot of running your mouth and saying bad things. Even a, a trainer you never made, never re-met. And my thing is, I feel you cannot teach every child in the county. So why would you bad mouth another? There's another instructor that's down the street who's a great instructor. Don't bad mouth them. Your chemistry is not going to work with every single human being you meet in your life. No. So why can't you say, you know what? This person's very good. Why don't you try them? We're not, 
doing what maybe this person's great or somebody asked me for rep because I'm if I'm too full and I can't take any more students I will recommend several other barns that I I know the instructor is very good mm -hmm. they they will teach these kids they're not going to put them on a merry-go-round where you just go show up get on and go in a circle they're good instructors I don't understand that point of bad talking somebody no. because I don't I physically cannot teach every single human being in my county so I just I and I feel like that also comes back and bites you in the butt. Every person you talk bad about, three more are talking bad about you. So it's just it doesn't need the ugliness doesn't need to be spread, and that's what I would love to be nipped in the bud in this horse world is the bad talk. Unless mm. somebody is beating children and horses. Yes, there's then, no reason. Then they get out. Be, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, the egos and thinking everyone's better than everybody or like it just yeah work together you know a lot of farmers here do work together and i'm very appreciative of that because we know it's times are tough and everybody is bouncing off each other and helping each other and you know and that's really what i would love to see is more helping and less just call it trash talk and less trash talk and just mm -hmm. if you don't like somebody all you do is stay stay quiet if anything that says says more than anything if you have nothing to say, that says more than anything. Yeah. You don't need to say anything negative. No. There's enough enough negativity. So Yeah. Just turn up on your TV, then it comes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I support each other and you know, ask for help, be humble. Hmm. Like that's the best advice I give. Like I guess I was born into this. I've been doing this for a long time. And that's the best advice I give to anyone going into this business is stay humble, accept all the education you can learn. You do not know everything. No. You will never know everything. And that's what I tell all my students too. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. Your partner has its own brain. You're going to have six years of the best riding and six years of the worst riding. Mm -hmm. That can happen. Yeah. And you're never going to master this. This is not a sport where you're going to master because every animal will teach you a new thing that you did not know about. Mm -hmm. And so like just always being up for education, knowing you don't know everything, always be, being humble and don't put more negativity out in the world. That's how you're going to avoid burnout. And that's how you're going to avoid um, people yeah. ruining your Just of, stay in Of course. When, when they get the help and and this positivity you you build up your energy again mm -hmm. mm. yeah and that's the best advice i could because i always see these posts that these people have barely been in the business and they're already burned out or mm. they don't know what to do and unfortunately the other last thing is you're gonna have to have the thickest skin in the world because mm. <laughs> as long as just because i believe not to run your mouth and say negative things doesn't mean somebody else has that same belief and they, people will go at you but you can't control other people's emotions you can't control other people's attitudes if they want no. to believe that they believe that so having a very 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 thick skin mm. is what's going to help you as well yeah. you just can't take anything personal everyone's going through their own actions everyone interprets things the way they want to interpret just like what I see is not the same thing as you see everyone sees things differently and interprets things differently so just have thick skin and just know you did what you thought was right or what was best. Mm -hmm. You just have to move on. Yeah. And that comes with age and 
time in this business you'll mm-hmm. you'll develop it so and as you said as as long as you are nice to other people and nice to the horses then mm-hmm. yeah then it's good yeah and i say i don't care what you believe in what you think like as, as long as you have respect mm-hmm. you're nice respect that i don't care i don't like i'm not gonna say anything bad about you no. so and that's what i think more people in the industry need to do is just you can't teach everybody. You can't take every border. You just, you know, you just got to be humble. Somebody else, everyone, there's always going to be somebody better than you. Like that's, that's what you have to remember. Yes. Always going to be somebody better. You're going to yeah. be better at something than somebody else. And somebody's going to be better at something else than you are. Hmm. And that's, you just have to learn how to support each other, especially as, like I said, hay, grain, shit, everything's getting more expensive. Everyone needs, everyone needs to help each other out. Yeah. You know, a lot of us are helping, like some people say, hey, do you have grain? Or we have um, sheep here. Some people say like, I'll, can, there's a lot of barter. Like, can I, if I do this, can I have a sheep? Like I need a feed, like I need, I need food. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what, like we'll always do that. We'll always try the best, as much as help as we can do. That's the best way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if people will, like to get in touch with you uh where can they find you so i'm at bluemooneq.org again i'm not tech yet still working on my website my facebook's a lot more and we're blue moon equestrian in pennsylvania because apparently there's a blue moon equestrian down south as well so we're blue moon equestrian pennsylvania and then all my teens got me into instagram and tiktok so they're in charge of that and i think it's um blue moon equestrian underscore pa so and the kids love it like i have my one 12 year old here she has so much talent in photography and when i gave her like hey go when i supported her her photography she just lit up like being acknowledged that she she has real talent in this and she's been she did an amazing job on her tiktok and everything so you know so you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and online. And we hope that everyone supports and shares our stuff and shares our events. Even if you're not around here, if you have family that's in Pennsylvania, just share us. And because all the events help the local businesses or helps the vet, whatever we have an event for. Because we also do a lot of charity stuff. So in November, we collect winter clothes. Um, we collect food in December. And then once a year, we do a decency drive where we collect um, feminine products that we donate to a women's shelter. So anytime oh. you go on, share our stuff, that helps because the feminine products here are extremely expensive. So we do a lot of collections so that we could donate them to um, school districts that are um, in the lower economic area because they the girls can't, they often, um, I just found out they often miss school because they don't have feminine products, so they don't go to school. So we're gonna be donating a lot of our, our decency drive this year to um, those school districts so that the girls can go to school, get educated and feel comfortable. Wow. So how, go do, on our how Facebook do you do that? that? Do you have uh, some competitions or, or you show the horses or, or how do you collect? Um, so the decency drive, we um, do a post and the community, the because we've done it so many years, they get really involved. They're really supportive that they share like crazy. They drop off. And when you drop off, we, we always like go walk the property, go um, 
see all the animals. We do that. But we do do competitions for the clothing drive, the food drive, or um, we'll do, sometimes we'll do a special where it's like, um, for every bag you do, you win a raffle ticket to earn like a big prize and stuff like that. So we do different competitions and all that's always posted on our Facebook page as well. Mm. So we try to get wow. get involved in the community as much as we can. Yeah. That's great. Great, great. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all this. Um I reckon you have you must go out to your horses again. <laughs> yeah, I gotta start turning out and doing some uh treatments and everything, getting them yes. all ready to go. And stalls. Always stalls. So. Yeah. yeah. So thank I really you. Appreciate. Oh th sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was saying thank oh. you so much for inviting me. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, thank you to all of you who have listened to this or seen it. So please subscribe on this channel. It means a lot for us to carry on with subscriptions. So thank you very much for today and for your time. And uh, I hope you I see you soon again. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you so much. It was wonderful. Bye-bye.